0: Code now on Chat GPT and different AI, but but the point will be or the or the, the punchline will be what app did you create? And now the tapping into every person on the side, you think about how many funny memes we've seen by people who aren't comedy writers uh-huh. that have yeah. changed our life. Mm-hmm. What happens? Garrison, when... he's put out some good memes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe uh, it. <laughs> he got one going viral right now. Have you pay, he, Yeah, one right now. He just posted it like on Friday. Garrison, mm, pretty funny and that's not his full-time job right right. and so what happens when everyone's a maker on the side yeah that's me everyone and Knox, what the heck why are you so surprised i can be funny anyways i just had to share that from our most recent show darren doan on kinism incest, racism, and Christian nationalism. You can find that in our Fight Laugh Feast app on YouTube, Facebook, etc. But y'all, if you really want to help us in our fight against secular media, sign up for a club membership at fightlaughfeast.com We couldn't do what we do without your support. So again, that's fightlaughfeast.com and sign up for a club membership today or a magazine while you're at it. Democrat policies to burden American businesses with higher taxes this year. Businesses in the United States are set to face a bigger federal tax burden in 2023 due to Democrat policies and the phasing out of Republican tax overhauls combined with an expected raise in corporate minimum tax for billion-dollar companies. The Inflation Reduction Act, IRA, included several changes due to which businesses will face higher taxes. In addition, some of the temporary provisions in the 2017 tax cut and Jobs Act, TCJA, enacted under the Trump administration are set to get phased out in 2023. The Joint Committee on Taxation estimates that the total effect of these two developments would result in additional tax increases of $115 billion for businesses. The new corporate minimum tax changes a 15% levy on American businesses that make more than $1 billion in book income in a year for three consecutive years. As a result, the average effective tax rate on corporate income is expected to rise from 18.7% to 19.3%. Around 200 of America's biggest companies with more than $1 billion in profit are likely to be affected by the corporate minimum tax. They usually pay less than 21% tax typically charged on firms. In addition, the minimum tax rule will also apply to foreign firms that generate over $100 billion in book income in the United States. Companies that meet the conditions under this new tax policy must calculate their taxes in two ways, under the 15% corporate minimum tax rule and the 21% income tax rule. They must then pay the higher tax. Businesses operating in sectors like mining and real estate are expected to be the hardest hit by this change. The stock buyback tax levies a 1% charge on publicly traded firms when they repurchase stocks. Some experts estimate that this tax will end up forcing businesses to maintain a score more cash on their company books when the money could have gone for investment. Strategists at UBS calculate the two taxes will be a drag on economy, on company earnings rather, this year, estimating a 1%. percent decrease per share in firms listed on the benchmark S&P 500 index. Moving on, Josh Hawley to propose legislation banning TikTok nationwide. How about worldwide? Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri said on Tuesday that he will introduce legislation to ban TikTok nationwide, uh, charging that it violates the privacy of Americans. Hawley for years has moved to rein in TikTok Senators Hawley and Rick Scott of Florida proposed legislation in March of 2020 that would ban TikTok from all federal government devices, citing cybersecurity concerns and possible spying by the Chinese government. Congress passed Hawley's bill to ban TikTok, which was signed into law on December 29th 2022. The bill was included in the $1.7 trillion, 4,155-page omnibus spending bill. Hawley has questioned each tech executives about their company's potential compliance with Chinese law about... What could provide the Chinese Communist Party access to data that could endanger Americans' privacy? Public officials and pundits across the political spectrum have contended that TikTok amounts to a national security concern. Would you say that Apple and companies like them are compromising American interests and in data security by storing uh, both the data itself in country in China as well as the encryption keys? So if I might, I'll make two points. Um... Any company that is complying with China's cybersecurity laws are now making decisions that affect more than their bottom line. These decisions are now risking our own national security. Um, China imprisons and tortures and kills religious minorities and political dissidents and it's using compliant companies to do this at scale. Um, Now operating according to the laws of a country where you do business is only rational to the degree that those laws are just. But let's remember that there were plenty of people who were just following the law in Nazi Germany and that does not excuse them from the consequences of their actions. Since Holly and Scott proposed their legislation to ban TikTok on federal government devices, many states such as Georgia, Montana, Alabama, and Iowa have moved to ban the controversial Chinese social app uh, media app off of their state government devices. Elsewhere, former Vice President Mike Pence discovered classified documents in Indiana Home classified documents left and right. Former Vice President Mike Pence informed Congress on Tuesday that he discovered documents bearing classified markings from his time as Vice President in his Carmel, Indiana home on January 16th. Following the the revelations that classified documents from President Joe Biden's tenure as Vice President were found at the Penn-Biden Center Think Tank in Wilmington, Delaware, Pence's team conducted searches of Pence's Indiana home and the office of his political advocacy group Advancing American Freedom. According to his team, Pence informed the National Archives on January 18th that a small number of potential classified documents were found in two small boxes. Another two boxes contained copies of Vice presidential papers. The National Archives then informed the FBI per standard procedure. Pence attorney Greg Jacob wrote on January 18th to acting director Kate Dillon-McClure of the White House Liaison Division, National Archives, and Records Administration to inform her of the papers containing classified markings. documents with classified markings were discovered, they were immediately put into a safe, this according to the Pence team. The documents were collected by the FBI at Pence's home in Carmel, Indiana on Thursday evening, January 19th. Pence was in Washington, D.C. for the annual March for Life when the FBI collected the documents. Pence's team said that although the documents bear classified markings, the Department of Justice or the agency that issued the documents will need to make a final determination on whether the documents are considered classified or not. According to a letter from Jacob Jacob to Chief Operating Officer William Basenko of the National Archives and Records Administration on January 22nd, the DOJ departed from its standard procedures that it ran with Biden when it requested direct possession of the documents on January 19th. Other documents that were not identified as potential classified documents were driven from Indiana to the National Archives in Washington, D.C. No classified docs were found at Pence's Advancing American Freedom Office. The House Oversight Committee confirmed to Fox News Digital that Chairman James Comer, Republican of Kentucky, was notified by Pence's team Tuesday regarding the discovery of classified documents in his personal residence. Dime Payments. Let's talk about Dime Payments for a second. They're a Christian-owned processing payment business. Every business needs a payment processing system. So please go to DimePayments.com to sign your business up working with them supports us. They won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump. They won't cancel you like Mailchimp canceled the Babylon Bee. Check them out or at least have a phone call and tell them that cross politics sent you. Go to dimepayments.com/flf. That's dimepayments.com/flf. Now let's head across the pond. British MPs call for probe into massive spike in deaths. Nearly 3,000 more Britons are dying than average on a weekly basis, and it's not COVID-19 that's responsible. Troubled by national statistics showing 20% excess deaths per week, UK MPs have demanded an investigation, the Daily Mail reported on Tuesday. Unlike the last time excess deaths reached such levels during the second COVID-19 wave, few of these deaths could be attributed to the virus Speaking before the House of Commons on Tuesday, Conservative MP Esther McVeigh skewered Chief Medical Officer Chris Witte for blaming the spike in non-COVID excess deaths on patients not getting statins or blood pressure medicines during the pandemic, pointing out that the monthly figures for statin prescriptions had remained constant. Quote, where's the evidence? And if there isn't one, what is causing these excess deaths? She asked, demanding the minister commit to an urgent and thorough investigation of the matter. Labor Shadow Public Health Minister Andrew Gwynn described health sector secretary steve barclay as part man part ostrich over his refusal to confront the issue accusing p.m rishi sunak's government of denial and buck passing my goodness what a a reality tv show here there were 50,000 more deaths than we should have otherwise expected in 2022 he told the house of commons on tuesday excluding the pandemic that's the worst figure since 1951 according to the house of national statistics 2800 and 37 more people died in the second week of January than normal in England and Wales, with just 5% of those deaths being attributable to COVID 19. The last time excess deaths were so high during the second week of February 2021, COVID-19 deaths made up 37% of the total. Nor is the statistic an outlier. The last two weeks of December saw 21% and 20% of excess deaths. The Royal College of Emergency Medicine reported as many as 500 people a week are dying because they cannot receive emergency treatment in time. A record 54,532 people waited more than 12 hours in emergency department to actually be admitted to the hospital once the decision was made to admit them. This according to NHS data and only 65 percent of patients were seen within four hours. Last month, Witte warned that postponement of elective and semi-elective care and screening due to lockdowns and NHS delays would result in another wave of mortality after COVID-19 had largely subsided with undiagnosed cancers and other chronic conditions claiming a larger than usual number of victims. Now we end with sunny California. Let's go to California. California Democrats consider wealth tax, including for people who moved out of the state. California lawmakers are pushing legislation that would impose a new tax on states' wealthiest residents, even if they've already moved to another part of the country. Assemblyman Alex Lee, a progressive Democrat, last week introduced a bill in the California State Legislature that would impose an extra annual 1.5% tax on those with a world, worldwide net worth above $1 billion, starting as early as January 2024. As early as 2026, the threshold for being taxed would drop. Those with a worldwide net worth exceeding $50 million would be hit with a 1% annual tax on wealth, while billionaires would still be taxed 1.5%. Worldwide wealth extends beyond annual income to include diverse holdings such as farm assets, arts and other collectibles, and stocks and hedge fund interests. The legislation is a modified version of a wealth tax approved by the California Assembly in 2020, which the Democrat-led state Senate declined to pass. The current version just introduced includes measures to allow california to impose wealth taxes on residents even after they have left the state and moved elsewhere exit taxes aren't new in California, but this bill also includes provisions to create contractual claims tied to the assets of a wealthy taxpayer who doesn't have the cash to pay their annual wealth tax bill because most of their assets aren't easily turned into cash. This claim would require the taxpayer to make annual filings with California's Franchise Tax Board and eventually pay the wealth taxes owed even if they've moved to another state. California was one of several blue states last week to unveil bills to impose new wealth taxes. The other States were Connecticut, Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, Minnesota, New York, and Washington. Each state's proposal contained a different tax approach, but they all centered around the same basic idea. The rich must pay more. Lee's office didn't respond to a request for comment for this story. However, he's made public statements echoing the message that wealthier residents should pay higher taxes. Quote, the working class has shouldered the tax burden for too long, Lee wrote in a tweet. The ultra-rich are paying little to nothing by hoarding their wealth among assets. Time to end that, end quote. According to Lee, the tax would affect 0.1% of California households and generate an additional $21.6 billion in state revenue, which would go to the state general fund. California has among the highest taxes in any state in the country. Advocates argue that the money could boost funding for schools, which is what we need, housing and other social programs. Perhaps more importantly, however, Lee hopes it could help address California's massive $22.5 billion dollar budget deficit quote this is how we can keep addressing our budgetary issues he told the los angeles times basically we could plug the entire hole by stealing no he didn't say that i added the last bit however experts counter that the bill will have the exact opposite effect through high administrative costs by causing an exodus of people to flee the state, as we've already seen. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to do it for this Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show today, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership or a magazine subscription, head on over to FightLaughFeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about the Ark Encounter this year, October 11th through the 14th, or if you want to become a corporate partner of Cross Politic, Email me at Garrison at FightLaughFeast.com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and Lord bless.